Chapters twenty nine and thirty of the Long Long Trail by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty nine. It was a big jump, and the great danger was that in missing his impact on the floor would surely alarm the men in the office, so he gathered himself, ran swiftly on his toes, and sprang. His hands slapped on the edge of the framing, the fingers slipped and held. He was swinging like a pendulum from the impetus of the leap, and taking advantage of the backward sway, he drew himself with a lunge through the skylight, and his knee rested on the roof. Only now did he realize what freedom would mean. The gallows which had been his familiar thought, the death which he had been nerving himself to die, became dim, misted ghosts behind his conscious mind, and he saw, to the east, a long streak of white light, and the black hills tumbled away under it. There was his freedom. He skirted across the flat roof, and at an angle looked down. Beneath him paced two men, meeting at the corner on each beat, and then turning their backs like soldiers and swinging off in opposite directions. Within three paces they were out of sight of each other, so Drear drew back along one side and crouched to wait. They were calling inside, thunderously loud, Chalmers! Chalmers! seconds would tell the story now and how slow that fellow dragged along his beat met his companion at the corner and turned back half a dozen steps a yell tore up from the inside of the prison and the guard halted abruptly and looked behind him at that instant like a black panther from an overhanging bough drear dropped his knees struck the fellow in the nape of the neck and the blow stunned him he was pitched upon his face, and Jess rolled half a dozen steps away and came to his feet again, running low and fast across the clearing toward the nearest house, his revolver in his hand. But not a shot followed him. The yell from the prison had dissolved into a shouting of many voices, and no doubt the other outer guards had hurried inside the jail at the very moment when they were needed on the outside. A moment later, Jess was in the black shadow behind the first house. It was his right direction, luckily, and he cut straight ahead at full speed, running as he had never run before. And now the absence of those irons gave wings to his heels. Behind him, the uproar burst out of the jail and crashed through the open air. Doors began to slam open down the street. Windows were smashed up. Other voices were calling here and there. He had never dreamed that an entire town could be alarmed so quickly. It seemed to him that the noise spelled one syllable to the town, drear. He whirled in at the saloon, vaulted the bars of the corral, and raced through the barn. His saddle was hanging on the very peg where he had left it. He reached Angelina, standing with her sleepy head hanging far down, and cast the creaking burden on her back. Angelina did not even raise her head she did not even stir an ear such scenes as this were old indeed to her jess drear could have burst into song his own saddle his own horse angelina of all others with her stubborn sides between his knees he felt that he could mock the world there was only one thing lacking and that was the old revolver which hung on the wall of the office of sheriff claney in the jail for that matter, he had two better guns hanging now from his belt. 
but he would not have traded the original revolver for a thousand of the newest it belonged to him and he felt his luck was inextricably wrapped up in it for a moment sitting in the saddle he hesitated then he determined on the venture instead of cutting out of the corral of carroll's place and heading for the hills he jogged up the alley and swung onto the main street of salt springs almost instantly a volley of a dozen horses thundered down at him two of them swung off with a yell as he came into the road go it boys i'm with you yelled jess drear and waved his hat at the diminishing line of riders but now the gray dawn was growing every minute and in a short time people would be able to recognize him up the street he went at the same slow trot feeling angelina unlimber beneath him and began to come up on the bit for the unaccustomed rest of the last few days had filled her full of running straight to the jail went jess drear again from a distance he could see single horsemen and horsemen in groups radiating from the open door of the sheriff like rays of light from a lantern and he knew that the sheriff the mastermind was directing the pursuit why did the sheriff himself abstain from taking part like a wise general perhaps he preferred by far to remain behind the lines of action and view his troops at a distance measuring chances and results there was a dwindling group of saddled horses in front of the jail and now and again out burst a man flung himself on his mount and rushed headlong off jess drear reined in angelina and waited a little uneasily for now the daylight was increasing with every moment and his stay in salt springs became with each second doubly perilous but it seemed to him that to the very tips of his fingers his hands ached for the familiar touch of his old revolver still he delayed a secondary purpose was beginning to form in his mind a sort of delicate mental desert and he rolled the anticipation of it over the roots of his tongue and grinned to himself in the dim dawn far away he heard the pursuit splashing through the hills around salt springs voices even gunshots yet he remained there at the centre of his danger until there was left before the jail only a single horse the moment he saw this he sent angelina into full gallop with a touch of his heels sheriff claney came and stood in the doorway who's there down to the old fort partner and ride mighty fast but who are you this as instead of obeying the new horseman flung himself out of the saddle an old friend said jess drear and thrust a gun under the chin of claney the sheriff stiffened as if suddenly petrified drear he whispered don't beg said the big man i got a sneaking idea that maybe you'll be on your knees in a minute begging for your life it gives me the creeps to see the yeller come out in a gent sheriff so i'll tell you beforehand that i ain't going to send a slug through you got two reasons for letting you off first because a shot would bring some callers most like second because i can do worse than kill you claney i can shame you so's you'll be the laughing-stock of the ranges and that's what i'll do now turn your back the sheriff obeyed without a word step inside inside went the sheriff when the light struck him one could see that he was quaking his head and shoulders were sinking indeed he seemed to be wilting away as slugs will when salt is sprinkled on them 
i had an idea you was a skunk said drear making a face as though he were swallowing a bitter pill but i didn't know the yaller streak was so wide the sheriff seemed tongue-tied drear took from the wall of the room a long rope and spun it dexterously around claney weaving him hand foot and body to the neck in a tight coil of horsehair the sheriff's own wadded handkerchief made the gag and it was wedged deep into his throat after this drear looked around the room it was in the wildest confusion chairs overturned lay here and there even including the sheriff's own priceless leather-seated throne and in his mind's eye the outlaw pictured the excitement when the yell of the first discoverer sent the guards rushing into the jail it was perfectly quiet in salt springs but a ring of noise rolled farther and farther away around it drear stepped to the door looked out and then came back and poured himself a drink from the uncorked bottle he found his own revolver already by the industry of the sheriff enclosed in a glass case with an inscription burned into the wood below it taken from the celebrated desperado jess drear by sheriff claney the dead come back to life and drear grinned as he threw aside the two guns unstrapped one useless holster and slipped his ancient weapon into the other instantly he felt a double reliance going out he paused by the sheriff smiled contemptuously into the man's face and seeing the eyes widen with fear he turned on his heel and went out he was climbing into the saddle when three men plunged up to the jail what's orders they called still from a distance down to the six bar ranch directed jess are you going that way show us down what's the matter strangers yep never seen drear just got in last night heard about him but never seen him what's he look like before we start i'll tell you as we go along i'll be your guide boys and when i see him i'll tell you what's what take him all in all he looks a good deal like me thought he was a pile bigger come to think of it i reckon he is let's start and the four comrades raced off into the early daylight chapter thirty salt springs was quick to rise to an occasion it was equally quick to settle down after the crisis for a week or so every man over fifteen years of age rode his horse to gauntness on the trail of jess drear and then as though by a sudden mutual agreement every man returned to his habitual occupation jess drear in a single day was relegated to the past along with the raid of the brown brothers the fire of ten years back and a few other upheavals which had wrecked the mental peace of salt springs for a fortnight indeed though each man would have given half of his life to gain the honour of capturing the outlaw there was no personal bitterness to keep them on the trail and as for the price on the head of drear such money is not esteemed in the mountain desert yet in spite of the numbers who had ridden their horses to a staggering condition during the past ten days no one had been so busy as morgan valentine sheriff caswell seeing him come down the main street of the town this day went out from the veranda of the hotel and stopped him purple pouches lay beneath the eyes of the rancher and beside his mouth were deep grooves and his cheeks were flattened the sheriff remarked these things aloud and concluded didn't know you'd been sick valentine not sick busy said the other he added looking closely at the sheriff 
you're staying with the old theory caswell you're not following drear you're waiting for him to travel in a circle and come back here the sheriff shook his head takes nerve for a gent to change his mind and he smiled i've got nerve after the last little party jess won't come back to salt springs his face is too well known you're taking your time about following him i've been hunting around for a new hoss and i've got a beauty at last look yonder he pointed to a pony chestnut with a ratty mane and tail don't look particular like a picture hoss said valentine controlling a smile but there's a nice set of legs and plenty of size around the girth yep it ain't a picture hoss but it's the nearest thing to angelina that i could find i tried him out a couple of days back and he done fine he added but sounds like you're set on having me catch drear partner he was surprised to find that this question did not bring an indignant denial from the rancher the latter merely rubbed his chin thoughtfully with his fist maybe i am he admitted openly that don't sound natural valentine after what he's done for my boy charlie yep and then being the sort of gent he is all round i didn't figure you'd be hot on his trail i'll tell you said the rancher if he was square in the eyes of the law he'd be the sort of a gent that i'd work my hands to the bones for i'd set him up in life and ask no questions and he could have what he wanted for the asking maybe you think i'm talking extravagant i don't in your boots i'd do the same thing but said morgan valentine the point is this he's not square in the eyes of the law and he never will be i have wires through which i can reach some of the political heads and i've been working night and day at two governors sheriff i've been trying to get them to call off the dogs and let this man live his life without being forced into harm to himself and the rest of the world but they won't do it in fact they know what jess drear is he has a character that makes good talking and every one of em knows that jess would go straight if he had the chance and that he never would have gone wrong if it hadn't been that he fell into a bad hole with no way out except by breaking the law that's what i've told a thousand people most like well they know all these things as well as you and i do but drear is too big a gun he's too notorious here and there and the other place he's shot up the second son of some rich family or he's made a fool out of some sheriff who's strong in politics i'm not hitting at you caswell it's all right if you are i'd rather be made a fool of by drear than praised by most men the end of the story is that the governor who pardoned drear would be ruined in politics he'd have a host of enemies and most like he'd be accused of having taken a bribe they'll hear reason they'll even be glad to have drear taken in some state outside of their own but when it comes to a pardon they won't hear of it i've tried em all you look worked out valentine there ain't any doubt of that yes because i've worked harder for him than i would have worked for myself but he can't be saved and besides he stopped now sheriff caswell was by no means an old acquaintance of the rancher but he knew him well enough to understand that valentine was not a man of many words for that reason this sudden outburst of talk surprised him made him suspicious after the first moment he had begun to wait for some unusual climax to the talk and now he said frankly valentine what is it i'm talking pretty free said the other you're talking free to a man that keeps things to himself well it's this if i can't save drear i'm going to ruin him 
the blow had fallen but though the sheriff was prepared to be startled he was nevertheless aghast at this revelation that's free talk and it's queer talk he said slowly i'm a sheriff and my chief job is to get drear but i sort of think that i'd rather you hadn't said that valentine do i sound like an ungrateful hound sheriff the latter shook his head a gent like you has reasons for what he does there ain't any yaller streak in you but maybe some of your reasons is wrong valentine and why do you tell me all this what's behind it because i can't very well touch drear with my own hand i'll tell a man and i have to use someone else that's clear and you sheriff are the man once more the sheriff gasped then go on valentine this sounds like a fairy tale walk on down the street with me i get nervous standing still first tell me your plans about drear as they sauntered along caswell outlined his theory briefly drear had headed north in spite of the fact that other people were sure he was then riding south he was heading north into a fresh country where his face was still unknown he would travel slowly not anxious to cover a great distance for a man travelling too fast would be sure to excite suspicion he might even stop here and there and work a few days such were the habits of jess drear when he was on the road caswell intended to follow alone weaving across the country loosely like the line of a lariat tossed carelessly on the ground until he found some traces of a tall man with exceptional arms wide shoulders and a long lean face once seen drear is never forgotten and that's why i'll get him in the end unless he gets me the rancher waited until he was through and then said caswell you're wrong your first theory was right drear will come back he explained out at my house my niece mary valentine is a changed girl she doesn't go out to parties she doesn't play around the house with the boys when she's inside she sits by herself with her hands in her lap very grave when she goes out she rides alone she's grieving for drear valentine i know that she gave up the trip east when i pressed her she said that rather than go she'd open up her father's house and live by herself if i didn't want her i was telling you that she spends a good deal of time out by herself off on her horse i thought at first that she was out to meet drear who might be in hiding somewhere in the hills so i had her trailed a few times but she never met anybody she'd get to the top of a high crest and sit her horse without budging for an hour always looking one way north north the ranger nodded surprised by this interruption i knew it she acts caswell like a half-breed wolf you've tried to raise as a dog tame while they're young but some spring they begin to rove around at night and stay away from the other dogs then one day they're gone and you find a fine calf or two with its throat cut you know what i mean that she's going to cut loose and go after drear that or he'll come back to her the two of em are a good deal alike in ways the way one acts tells you what's going on in the other why the girl is as silent as though her mind were a hundred miles away he grew excited but graver than ever and his face as he talked withered into the face of an old man she's got to be stopped caswell and you're the man who must do it you have the hand of the law i tell you if the girl were mine i don't know i might let her follow her own nature 
but she's not mine she was given to me as a trust and i'll give her a chance at happiness in spite of herself there's the spirit of her father in her caswell he was a man of whims and impulses his first thought was his last thought i was the only living being who could change him but nothing on earth can change the girl she's like fire when she sets her mind on a thing they walked on again through a moment of silence both of them were thinking hard i'll tell you said caswell there might be fate behind all this i ain't seen much of that girl partner but what i've seen i've liked just the way i like a hoss that maybe throwed a dozen men along comes the right gent and when he can ride that hoss he's got something to keep for life now look at the way that girl's flirted around there ain't anything else to call it they say she's made eyes at everything that wears pants inside of fifty miles and fifty years one hour she's tired of that gent and throws him for another and she keeps right on then along comes jess drear she sees him more'n half an hour but she's still interested after a while he's gone and she sits down and mourns for him or else she goes out on her hoss and waits to see if jess won't come slopin over the hills valentine if i wasn't so old that'd put a tear in my eye but the face of the rancher was set fate or no fate he said it can't happen go to a man like drear lead the life of a wolf hunted no home no children my brother'd rise out of the grave friend caswell it's between mary and drear and drear has to go down i'll strike him with you if i can if you fail i'll try my own hand but if she sees the man once more it's fatal nothing'll hold em End of chapters twenty nine and thirty